Monday morning monorail family. It's Justin Monorail and McKenna Monorail. Woohoo. We're giving you a special message at the beginning of this episode for a couple reasons. One, we recorded this episode on Father's Day, June 21st. And I'm just going to tell you, I didn't spend any time editing the show. So it's going to be pretty like raw, uncut. Here you go. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's a lot of great information with our travel expert extravaganza, Nick, Nick? Salcedo. Yeah. He did a great job of helping us break down all this news that we've gotten from Disney over the last week, but even a couple of weeks or more. And he's, he's got all, all the insider information, all the best tips. Nick is so good at what he does. Make sure that you're reaching out to him. The best place to contact him is on Twitter. He's at TTA underscore team underscore lead. But he's Nick Salcedo at Capture the Magic Vacations. If you go to the Capture the Magic Vacations website, just look for Nick. He's our preferred travel agent. He does an amazing job, and he's going to take care of you. Now, I just talked about how the show will be somewhat unedited. We're focusing a lot on the information at hand. But just really quickly, I had promised a shout-out to some of our friends on the Monday Morning Monorail family group on Facebook because... We had some people that wanted to jump in on the conversation of Magic Kingdom essential foods, and I didn't do it. I dropped the ball. Mm. I told them, I told them I was going to give them a shout out on Tuesday, and I guess I get that show gets so chaotic sometimes that I don't even know what's going on. But I think this time it was just me forgetting. <laughs> so I don't want to do that to you. So I'm going to share some names right now, and thank you for being part of the Monday Morning Monorail family group. First of all. I want to thank Rob Haynes. He gave us his Magic Kingdom food essentials. Thanks, Rob. Theme Park Rob. Go follow him on Twitter. He said cheeseburger egg rolls. Yes, beef, those are good. Yeah, beef nachos. Bacon mac and cheese foot long, which we agree with that one too. Yes. <laughs> he said he was typing that as you said it on the podcast. Uh. And uh, chicken nuggets from Cosmic Rays. Jen said that too on Tuesday night. So interesting. I feel like we might have to try those. Margarita flatbread from Pinocchio Village House. And mm. honorable mention, a Mickey premium bar. Mickey premium bar. He said after his wife removes the wooden stick. Do you get choked on the wooden stick, Rob? <laughs> That's... Huh. <laughs> you got to watch out for those wooden sticks. They'll get you. How does, how does he hold it then? I guess he just holds it with on the chocolate and gets chocolatey fingers. Huh. Okay. I guess I have to say shout out to Adam Elmers from Adam... The Mouse and More podcast, even though his contribution was the Morocco fountain water. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> I've heard it's very good. Oh, Adam. Shout out to Jeff Burkett. He said his perspective is from a person who only gets to come once every few years. So a Peter Pan float. Oh, they have a Peter Pan float. Yeah, it comes from Magic Kingdom. From the, I think it's like storybook treats or something. It's in their fantasy land. Uh, the Mickey ice cream sandwich, which I'm with you on that. I like the premium bar more. I prefer that ice cream sandwich for sure. Pre-park opening breakfast at Be Our Guest. What? That's interesting. Huh. You can do that. Make your reservations before the park opens. Then you're in the park before everybody else. That's cool. Yeah. Ice cream from Plaza. And then cheeseburger egg rolls. Another shout out for the cheeseburger They're egg rolls. really good. I know you picked the pizza, but the I cheeseburger, like, it's delicious. Yeah. I like the pizza ones for sure. Um, Lee M. Taylor said Cheshire Cat Tails. I'm so jealous. I know. Loaded buffalo chicken tots. Ooh. And the sweet and spicy chicken waffle from Sleepy Hollow. Huh. I don't know if I've had that we one. We haven't. We've done the fruit and Nutella one. Yeah. 
Uh, Allison, our friend WDW Mini Bar, Allison Ashcraft, she said, cheeseburger spring rolls, number one. Yes. Number two, pineapple upside down cake topped with Dole Whip. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, sucks for her mom. <laughs> and, and Cheshire Cattail. And those are her only three must-haves. But she did say, maybe corn dog nuggets from Casey's with the plastic cheese. With the plastic cheese. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Plastic cheese is essential. And then from Sabra, our friend Sabra, who's up in Pennsylvania right now in her summer home. Essential, the Belgian waffle with Nutella and fruit from mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow. And that's where we met Sabra. That's where Landon and I met Sabra for the first time in person. We randomly ran into her in line. Um, I guess that was at the Very Merry Party, so that was fun. Uh, fajitas from Pecos Bill. Yeah, those are good. I like those too. I really hope toppings bars come back because yeah, the toppings bar is awesome. Yeah, she said, "Don't bother her while she's eating that. There will be consequences." And then she needs a. She wants to end the day with a good, strong cup of Joffrey's coffee. I like the really um, sickeningly sweet Joffrey's coffee. It's the only sickeningly sweet coffee I like. But do you end the day with that? Um. Yes. <laughs> Or like whenever I can get my hands on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I totally didn't say any Joffrey's coffees in my top five. You didn't? I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Dang. Well, thank you all for participating. Shout out to all of you. And shout out to all of you who are members of the Monday Morning Monorail Family Group on Facebook. Please join us. Send us that request and I will accept the request and you will be part of the group and part of the conversation throughout the week. So appreciate all of you who are there already i think we're right at the line about to cross the hundred mark so pretty cool happy to have everybody so now without further ado let's start the show Ta-da! please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas to those guests who've just joined us welcome our next stop is the magic kingdom Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. And I've got a couple of my monorail family members with me here in the room. Let's start with the person across the table for me, and that is... Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, McKenna. Yeah. McKenna Monorail here, wishing me a happy Father's Day. (laughs) And to my left... Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. And now let's all say a happy Father's Day to the guest of honor... He is, of course, who I refer to as our travel agent extravaganza. <laughs> it is our favorite Disney travel agent, Nick Salcedo. Nick, welcome back to the monorail. Hey, guys. Good to, good to join you on this Father's Day. Justin, happy Father's Day. I think we got a lot to cover on this weekend with, yeah. based on everything that Disney's dropped off. Yeah. Oh, we sure do. Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, and, happy and, Father's Day. And thank you, sir. Um, and by the way, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And you don't necessarily have to have the traditional two-legged bipedal, you know, creature <laughs> to call yourself a father. 
It could be that you're a furry father. You know, you got the... I know, that I probably should rephrase that. Like, pets, animals, dogs. <laughs> it could be that you're a father figure to someone. Happy Father's Day to all of you out there listening in yes. the Monday Morning Monorail family. Before we get into the info, let's just let everybody know this is episode 113, and it is June 22nd, so this is Monday. Father's Day was officially yesterday, but let's just keep on celebrating the day. Why not? Right. Just really quick question. On the Hyperion Adventures podcast this week, they talked about their top five Disney fathers. Do you have one? A favorite Disney father? Scar. Goofy. Scar. (laughs) What? (laughs) Goofy's a good answer. Scar, I don't know. Goofy is the best Disney father. He tries so hard. I I, love him. I feel like I model myself after Goofy as a father. Like pretty awkward, really silly, embarrassing the kids. That's me. I was just kidding. (laughs) I know. Making them go on fishing trips. Yeah, making you guys go on fishing trips when you just want to stay home and go to some Powerline concert. I don't know. That's me. I don't know. I mean, Belle's dad, even though he's crazy, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. He's a good dad. He tried really hard to get her back. Yeah. Yeah. And got thrown in jail for his efforts. Yeah. Nick, what do you think? You got a a Disney father you'd say is your favorite? Yeah, I mean, uh, Maurice definitely has a lot going for him. King Triton, you know, you got to give a a shout out to him. He was just trying to do right by his uh, little mermaid. He was. Got out of hand, but he came around. He did. Yeah, he was a little overbearing. I think, though, at the end, like Nick's right, he comes around and, like, supports his daughter. He grows. That's that's a good father story. You know, in our house, coming from, uh, I would have three daughters, having that many girls, you got to be somewhat overbearing. <laughs> trying to keep my oh. sanity most of the time. You can totally relate to King Triton, probably. Yes. <laughs> you got seven? a house. He's got, a, he's got maybe seven. Nick's got several. Yeah. It's a house full of mermaids. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, I think that's really good. But yeah, in, in case you missed it, go tech, check out Tom and Michelle's podcast, Hyperion Adventures podcast. They always have great lists there. The top five Disney fathers. Go check it out. So for us, we're going to get to the topic at hand today, if I can speak. I've got my coffee. It's a little bit early for us, even though it's after 10. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to try my best to be, I don't know, somewhat put together. So we had a very, very big week of Disney news. You know, the last time we talked about Disney releasing its reopening news, I think there were more questions than there were answers. Maybe that's going to be the case again, but... One of the reasons we have Nick here with us is hopefully he can answer a lot of these questions and start to really start to solidify and get put a fine point on what this is going to look like when Walt Disney World reopens to the public starting on July 11th. And so let's just kind of start with what we what we already knew. We knew Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom will be opening on July 11th with limited capacity and that there was going to be a reservation system. And we also knew that Hollywood Studios and Epcot would be opening on July 16th with the same restrictions, limited capacity, reservation system, everybody wearing masks, temperature screenings, the whole nine yards. We knew all of this. But after they announced that FastPass was going to be canceled and they started announcing the dining plan was going to be canceled, it just seemed like a lot of things were being taken off the table. We weren't getting a lot of news about, well, what is there actually going to be in place And what will this reservation system actually look like? And when will we have access? So I think let's start first thing first with the reservation system. So we know it's going to work a little bit differently, whether you're a resort guest versus an AP. So 
So Nick, can you tell us a little bit more based on the things you've heard? I know that not only have you had access to the the Disney website and you've been following the breaking news as well, but I know you've had like specific calls with your travel agency and Disney. So you've got a little more background and insight. So can you help us get our hands around what this reservation system will look like for a resort guest? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. And I'll, I'll lead off with a disclaimer that we've had that there's a lot of things that are on the site that we've talked about and what have you. But as far as everything Disney is trying to get, the meat and potatoes of majority of guests, there are so many outlier situations that honestly Disney doesn't have the answers for some of those you know, non-traditional um, park passes or packages. So a lot of the stuff that we can talk about and go into is 100% of what Disney does have. And we can touch on some of the more questions that um, as of right now, we're still waiting as well. Okay. Um, So the big thing for the pass system is essentially this is you need to have your ticket. Your ticket is good for, you know, if you have the multi-day, depending on when you're going down there certain days before, certain days after. Ultimately, it's like uh, a two-week span of when you use it. But with this park reservation system, this is something that you need on top of that. So with this reservation, you have to go in and specifically tell Disney what park you want to be at at what day. Once you do that, you can also sign up for a time. And this is one of the things that We've asked, and we don't know any more than that, that you reserve, reserve a specific time um, that you have to show up in the morning. So let's just say for argument's sake, your time you sign up for is at 10 o'clock, you show up at 9.30. They're not going to let you in early until you have that designated time that you're going in. Okay. If you do have multiple tickets, like so let's say you have a hotel package, you're going down there for three days, you can only make those three reservations for those three park tickets. You can't have like a contingency day. Like I might want to go to animal kingdom on Saturday, maybe Hollywood studios on Sunday. You have three tickets, you get three days. That's it. Yeah. And I think one of the questions we heard on the Facebook group was we knew for sure that animal animal pass holders, annual pass holders were going to be limited on how many days they could reserve. What is that limit? Do you know? So annual pass holders, they get three day or three reservations. Okay. And that also comes with a contingency as well. Annual pass holders that have a hotel reservation. So everything's packaged. Mm -hmm. You can make your reservations earlier. If it's just annual pass holders to begin with, that day's a little bit later. So starting on Monday, the June 22nd today, Today, um, it's anybody with a package, regardless if it's, uh, regular ticket, discounted tickets, military, annual passes. If you have the hotel package with that, you can make those reservations starting today. Anybody, just annual pass holders, it's the 26th. Yeah. 26, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Those. Yeah. And then anybody staying offsite with just a ticket only, then that date is on the 28th and you can start making those reservations. Okay. So One thing with the annual pass. Yeah, go for it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, You're good. I, so I'm just curious if those three reservations annual pass holders have are done, can you get three more? 
Uh, that was something we specifically asked Disney, and as of right now, uh, you get three. I don't know if you use two, then you can make another one. If you have to use all three, and then you get three more, they don't know any more than you get three as of right now. Yeah. So. I think okay. that's kind of, they're trying to figure that out too. And while we talk about that, for annual pass holders that are not um, staying on property, like in-state re- pass holders like us, is there a window of like, you can only book 60 days out or is it through September of 2021? Because I know that's when they said the, at least for now, the end of the reservation system would end like September 21st of 2021. So is it for that entire yeah. length of time or is it like 60 days? Uh, it's the entire length of time based oh. on what we understand of it. You get three within until September 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So so that is a big question then for people who are staying off property, AP holders, or someone's just staying at home and driving in. Like if I was to make three days reserve, like th- reservations for three days starting, you know, let's say July 16th, since all the parks will be open. If I use those up, will I immediately be able to jump back in? Almost like you could picture it like the FastPass Plus system. Mm-hmm. Use one, can you book another? Right. Yeah. That's that would be my question. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so we know. All right, so annual pass holders get three reservations for three parks, and that's all. That's your limit. But if you're staying on property and you have, let's say, you have a seven day ticket. Now we know park hopper off the table. No park hopping. Correct. Yeah. But if you have a seven day ticket, can you make a reservation for all seven of those days? If you have, yeah, the multi-day ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can make a reservation for all of those. Okay. But, and, and yeah, like with annual pass holders, if I'm going down and going down for 10 days, but I live in, I don't know, um, Ohio, I, I mean, if you have your annual pass, you only get three days. Yeah. Like that, I don't know, that doesn't seem right. But yeah. again, I think Disney is just trying to figure that out. I One thing that I want to make sure that everybody is aware of now that we're talking about making those reservations, Disney wants us to be using my Disney experience for a lot more. And we can go into that a little bit later. But with these reservations, you can modify and cancel with what you have on the app, mm. you have got to make the reservations through their website. Yeah. So it has to be a desktop or just using the web browser on your phone. Yeah. You cannot do make the reservations on your app. <laughs> yeah. And, and to address, because this question came up in the Facebook group as well, you don't need to carry around a laptop with you. You you can use your web browser on your mobile phone. That would be really <laughs> funny to see, though, like someone walking around Disney with their laptop. It would be funny, and it would be kind of funny if you had to, though. <laughs> yeah. I know Disney listens to this podcast, Yeah. so, um, <laughs> so uh, that's silly, but they might. Um, so I have an idea for them. They could decide pass holders who live outside of like a 150 mile radius of them will be able to book more days if they have a hotel or something, Mm. you know, even if it's like an off property hotel, they just have to show maybe they have the reservation that just, it would require some intervention with cast members, I guess. But couldn't they just go ahead and do that now and start identifying? I mean, they got people that need to work yeah. so they could start putting a star or something next to people's names to indicate that they're close. 
Oh, while we're talking about hotel stays, Nick, does the um, do the privileges that we see being extended to people who are staying on Disney property though that also applies to like the uh, the partner hotels, right? So the ones that are like Disney Springs hotels. That is a very good question. I would assume so. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are those are those outlier situations that it should. It makes sense, right? Yeah. I think for sure the Swan and Dolphin. I think I did see Swan and Dolphin for sure. Yeah. And I yeah. I, I may have read the Disney Springs hotels, but just that's something that, you know, we, we can definitely do some research on and maybe maybe it's out there at this point, we just haven't seen it. But um you know, those hotels have traditionally had access to book like fast passes at an earlier window than off property hotels and things like that. So I would imagine, you know, they're getting some privileges, but we'll see. I feel like hey, Nick, one of the oh, go for it, I keep doing this to you, Nick. I'm not doing good, it on purpose. Good. I just was going to say, I feel like you should introduce your co-host today. <laughs> oh, my little co-host. This is uh, little Olivia. She is going to be two in two months yeah so she is uh diligently doing some uh note taking for us Great. while we're talking about this <laughs> so we have a written record that's awesome she's adorable she is yeah always it's great to have a, a co-host daughter on a on a father's day episode that's crazy wish you oh. had one <laughs> <laughs> olivia's podcasting debut i love it right yeah it makes it interesting so, um, oh, so one thing, yeah. let me just jump in real quick and talk about uh, the resorts. So the thing that kind of threw us off for resorts was we, are, we got the uh, notification that um, starting the 22nd, um, DVC members who are going to be able to stay on site at Disney, they're opening all the DVC resorts up. But they never sh- talked about any of the other resorts. Mm. Disney, as of now has stated that anybody staying at a non-DVC resort starting on or yeah for the first at least few months is going to be automatically upgraded to a DVC resort so if you're staying like for cousin Kevin if he's staying at all-star movies or whatever he will automatically be upgraded to one of the DVC resorts as of right now there's no extra charge if you don't like it and want to change it then they will charge you a fee to change it. But for now, oh, Disney did not come out and confirm or deny, but there are rumors they are only going to have DVC resorts open for the rest of 2020. Wow. That's right. really interesting. Yeah, no kidding. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's huge news because how are they going to accommodate all the DVC people who haven't been able to use their points and then also upgrade people who had reservations to DVC resorts? I mean, I see the reason why they definitely want to keep as few hotels open as possible, but yeah. I mean, this is limiting. That's well, it's just, that's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, Disney's the only ones that they know, how many DVC members are trying to book their points and use yeah. them as of now versus trying to uh, bank them and use them at a later time. Yeah. And also the reservations they have currently. So, I mean, I, I guess they're planning on only having that availability to, you know, or only having that many guests that they can 
um, accommodate all of them at those DVC resorts. But yeah, that that was shocking to hear yesterday them talking about. Wow. Yeah, that is really interesting. So, all right. Well, yeah. I, I know that Kev, Cousin Kevin's going to be disappointed he won't be at All-Star Sports. But. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good news. I mean, you know what's nice about that is with DVC, um, I, I don't know because we don't, we don't stay DVC, but even in like the studios, don't they have like a small kind of kitchen area? Like, Yeah, they're deluxe studios. They have a small little kitchenette uh, yeah. depending on where – where you're at the, the rooms are good sizes you get uh, patios or something overlooking different areas i mean they're real nice yeah real nice. yeah so, so that's, that's a heck of an upgrade that really is yeah that's really nice okay very cool um let's book a uh all-star we can't book anything oh, dang. <laughs> and that, that's the other thing disney said no more new bookings tickets nothing regardless as of right now yeah until after the 28th of june but they didn't say like a specific day they just said later this summer okay so nobody could book anything new as of now. yeah i know that they were going to give people with um existing reservations and then aps and all that they were trying to accommodate all of those people to get their park reservations and things first and then they said they would open up for new ticket sales and resort stays later, but I don't think they're going to let you go say, okay, I'll take an all-star sports room (laughs) knowing that you'd get bumped. I really doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Um, I wonder what the percentage of people who ended up just flat out canceling their summer or fall trips. I'm sure it was high. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're right, Nick. They, they know what the numbers are and they know they can do it. I just, knowing also that there's this huge pent up demand of people trying to get back to Disney and get to the parks. It's, it's just seems kind of wild, but they do have to try to keep it controlled. Um, we, we heard that they'll be doing, you know, temperature screenings at the hotels. And actually we also heard, you know, talking about park hopping, we already mentioned you're not going to be able to resort hop. Um, so you're only going to be able to enter a resort if you've got the the room reservation or dining reservation. So a lot of um, kind of restrictions, but I think that also helps us to understand why they would put people in DVC because they've got more of the amenities in the one place. So that, that makes more sense too. So, okay. So we, we talked a little bit about, um, Oh, uh, do you know? So starting on, Today, Monday, and then for us, the 26th, for AP uh, people, we can start making our parks reservations. Um, what is the, what's the time frame? Is it like Fast Pass where you got to be on at 7 a.m.? Yeah, starts, everything opens up Monday the 22nd, 7 a.m., and I would assume so for the 26th and the 28th, 7 a.m., everything opens up. Yeah. So, mm. um, yeah, and all this stuff. They are highly encouraging everybody to do everything online rather than call in. So yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, the system's going to crash. It just reminds yeah. me of the Shop Disney fiascos we've seen over the last couple oh, yeah. of months. It's going to be a disaster, especially on the 26th, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. You're going to have you're going to have people who still have their resort stay. Oh, now that's an interesting question. So when you say that people who are staying in resorts can start booking their theme park reservations on the 22nd, does it matter when your reservation is? Or is it just if you have one booked for the next, yeah, until the end of 2020, you can book on the 22nd of June today? 
What, what do you mean? Like if my reservation was in September, trying to make it for a different day, you mean? No, I mean like um, similar to like, fa- I'm, I'm trying to apply what I know about fast pass reservations. So you have to wait till like, what is it for if you're staying on property 180 d- or 90 days, 60 days, 60 days, 60 days from the first day of your resort stay is when you can book your theme park, like your fast passes. So I was thinking, let's say you had um, a reservation for December 1st. Would you have to wait till hypothetically October 1st um, to make your theme park reservation? No, Disney has pretty much said if you have a reservation between the 20 June 22nd and I believe it's next summer, then starting on Monday, the 22nd, you can make those reservations. Okay. All right. Interesting. Like, yeah. And that was another thing that we're, we're, we're just kind of terrified from a travel agent's perspective with making those reservations. Disney specifically said travel agents cannot do this. Oh, the clients themselves had to do this because there's like some waiver that they have to sign and they need Uh, their acknowledgement that they have reviewed this aspect of it. So you're getting people potentially, you know, 10, 10 months out of the year, all at this specific day, specific time, getting on their site to do this. Yeah. That's uh, just patience. Oh my gosh. Everybody doing this. Yeah. Just be patient because it's going to be chaos. I think all of us will have to have patience. That's crazy. They're taking it out of the travel agent's hands, but I, I mean, I totally get, they have to get those waivers signed, but it almost seems like that's something the travel agent could facilitate, but isn't it a, is it a COVID waiver? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And that, I would assume so, but they said it's a waiver. We ask questions. They will not answer our questions about what it is. Oh. I would assume it's that. And I'm then sorry. also the acknowledgement that they signed up for this day. In the past, you know, Disney has been so flexible and so accommodating. If you have any issue going down to Disney World, they'll go out of their way to make anything happen. Yeah. So. If you go down there, like let's say in December, and you sign up for on a Wednesday, but you actually meant Thursday, and everything's booked up, I mean, you sign the waiver. This you're the one that did it. Yeah. We do not have to modify or move anything because we just can't. Yeah, they couldn't. You're right. Because yeah, that's that's a really good point. And the capacity limitation and trying to stick to that is why Disney's being so hardline about this, and that's also why park hopping is not going to be allowed because how could they control capacity if people can move between parks? Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, this is going to be, this changes and it totally changes, not just how you think about coming down for this summer as someone coming out of state, but for us too, I mean, honestly, like, gosh, we'll have to be thinking ahead probably weeks to be like, or maybe just as soon as we have the opportunity to book a day, we need to like try to get, Oh, uh, we used a day. Let's see if we can go get Animal Kingdom for three weeks from now or something. Like, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. wow. I get it, and I'm not saying that Disney's doing anything wrong. I'm just I'm expressing anxiety because this is just going to be it's going to be crazy for however long this goes on. Um, I agree. And as a pass now, holder, with you, with you guys, with the pass holders. Have you gotten anything about blackout dates? Any more specifics or anything? No, but here's what I think. 
Um, we are Platinum Plus, which is, that's the, excuse me, let me let me uh, adjust my glasses and oh, my yeah. tie here. That's the highest level <laughs> of annual pass you can possibly oh, have. God. I don't think there are going to be blackout dates for us, but I think every other level is going to have blackout dates. Yeah, I, but the reservations are still going to make it yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, but here's one other thing. We did get an email from Disney as annual pass holders that kind of started talking about like get, get you know there's going to be information coming out soon where you can book your days and all this kind of stuff but they also said because we know that part of the benefit of having a pass is the flexibility to go anytime you want go to any park you want do all this stuff and you're totally losing that um, based on these restrictions so They've already extended our passes. We finally did get our extensions, and it was basically, what, four months of extensions um, on our passes that we already had. So they got extended. And then they said, you can get, because we're taking away Park Hopper, because we're taking away all your accessibility that you normally have, Mm -hmm. you can get a partial refund on that pass, or you can get another month added on to your pass, and you'll see that happen October of 2020 is what they said. Um, of course, my pass will expire before that, so I'm kind of wondering how that works. But yeah. but we will get like one additional month tacked on because we're losing the ability to visit as much as we'd like. So I don't know, Nick. Did did they say anything to you about how that would work? Did you hear anything about that one? No. Okay. Uh, that's one thing they didn't really talk much about at all. Was annual passes outside of when you would be getting the availability to book everything. Um, They didn't go into details about much. The few questions we did ask them about annual passes were, let's kind of wait and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. I know it's got to be tough for them because they're trying to adjust. And and I bet you, too, they've got kind of one eye watching what's actually happening in the world, too, because who knows? Things could change at any moment. Like drastically. Yeah. So I, I think one thing that we'll, we'll all have to do is continue to keep our ears and eyes peeled and, and try to make sure we're paying attention, especially if you're trying to visit this, this summer, I would say. Um, okay, so for the park pass system, did we cover all the points? I think those were, those were um, the really big ones. Oh, one other thing with the reservations, if you make a reservation, like let's say... Uh, on Monday today, you get up 7 a.m., you make your reservation for December 1st because that's when you're going down there. You have the ability up until midnight on the night, on the day before you go down to modify that reservation. So two weeks from now, if you figure out instead of December 1st, you want to be there December 2nd, you can change that. Okay. Uh, change it or cancel, whatever. Oh, and uh, for especially for you guys, now that you bring it up, Disney has not said absolutely this is going to happen, but when we ask them, they did not answer yes or no. But especially with annual pass holders, there is a rumor going around that if you make a reservation and don't show up, there might be a financial penalty with that. Oh. Wow. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we asked that and they did not say it was not not gonna happen okay right um that's interesting so they started doing that for dining reservations you know 
Exactly. But you could still call them right before and cancel, and they were pretty flexible. They but, were more flexible. But you still don't want to do it if you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's start talking a little bit more about what's going on in the parks. Um, one of the things, and this news actually dropped before we heard about more about the reservation system and got all these dates and started learning about the guidelines, Disney did announce... And this was something we speculated about because we, we kind of felt like maybe all all of the Epcot festivals would be closed for the remainder until who knows when or just canceled. But Disney did announce that there will be a food and wine festival. And not only are they having food and wine, it's going to start July 15th. Oh, my God. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, like right uh, when the parks open again. And I, and I did I quote the date wrong? Is it the fifteenth or sixteenth? Um, but anyway, I think it was fifteenth. Okay, so it's like right when the parks open, they're going to go ahead and start, and it's going to be yeah, July fifteenth. I've got it here, and it will be a bit of a, a modified food and wine. Uh, but here's what they've said so far: there be there will be at least twenty signature global marketplaces like Hawaii, Hops and Barley, Islands of the Caribbean, spaced out around the park. So it may be a few less than what we've seen in the past, but they're going to have at least twenty. And if you've ever imagined a world where the floral fun of flower and garden is sprinkled in with food and wine, here's your chance. Guests will be able to see our newest topiary, Remy, in the France Pavilion and find flower and garden merchandise. Um, there will be scavenger hunts for Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak scavenger hunt. <laughs> and then uh, food and wine merchandise will come at a later date. Now, the Eat the Beat uh, concert series uh, will not happen. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I get that. Those are typically pretty popular and packed, so there will be no Eat to the Beat concert series going on in the American Gardens Theater, but there will be Regal Eagle, so there's still a reason to go to the America Pavilion. Mm, the only reason. I mean, that is the only reason. And by the way, I have another suggestion for Disney. If they want to um, decrease how many people get into the lines for stuff, like the food and um, beverages, if you give a larger pour of your beverages, <laughs> I won't have to get in line that often. Just saying. I don't know that that'll stop people from getting in line that often. <laughs> um, and then in terms of live entertainment, now, unfortunately, um, the World Showcase performers will not be returning yet. Hopefully they will be soon. Mm. But Mariachi Cobre will be back. So for in Mexico, we will have Mariachi Cobre. The Jamiters are going to be there. Nice. So they're coming back. And they'll make sure to, they're going to, you know, they'll have performances throughout the day. And I'm sure, similar to what we've seen at Universal, there'll be markers on the ground to stand in certain places to watch these shows because mm -hmm. they don't want people getting too overly close. Uh, now, here's the bad news. Mickey's Not So Scary Party, canceled. Dang. Not happening this year. Um, we had a great time going last year. It was my first time going to a not so scary. I think it was all of our I first. I think times. it was all. Yeah. Yeah. So sad that that won't be coming back. But again, I get it because you're not going to have fireworks. You're not going to have parades. You're, they won't be able to do the trick or treating. Um, and you can't do character like close up character meet and greets. So you take all that stuff away. What do you got? Villains after hours, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I liked Villains After Hours. I wouldn't mind. Well, I know. I agree. Villains After Hours is good. I feel like there's some things they could add in to make it a little better, but I do like Villains After Hours, but you take all this stuff away. Like, you can't have the new fireworks show with Jack Skellington out there and all that stuff. Like That's too bad. You know, there's not much to no offer. No Hocus Pocus show. No Hocus Pocus show, right. Uh, Very Mary is still in question, but... <laughs> If they I'm, don't do Halloween, why would they do Christmas? I mean, and they start Christmas in, what, like, basically as soon as October, October? is over. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, November 1st, you start Christmas. So, I'm imagining that that's going to get canceled, too. But we're just going to have to wait and see. I hate this virus. Yeah. I hate it so much. I've never... Working all the plans. Yeah, nothing's ever affected so much than a pandemic. It's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It is. Shocking. Um, yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, you know, and the other big thing, of course, the big draw at the the holiday season. Well, a couple of things. One, Epcot and their um, holiday festival of nations. I can't remember what they call it at the moment, but they have the candlelight processional as part of that international festival of the holidays. There it is. Yes. <laughs> um, but the candlelight processional. That's a, that is a huge draw. They pack the house for that thing. So I just cannot see them doing that this year. Yeah. I just. I mean, unfortunately, I, I think we're just going to get the food and wine thing till the end of the year and maybe into early next year. Um, but that's that's kind of me reading the tea leaves. I have a question for yeah. you, Nick. Have you heard anything yeah. about these pass holder magnets that we've been missing since we haven't been able to go to Epcot? Oh, one, one person I did encounter, they had a screenshot of one of these emails that they are an annual pass holder. Apparently, Disney's going to send you guys one magnet. I think they said one magnet per household, if I'm not mistaken. But they also did say that merchandise from Food and Wine, no, Flower and Garden, is going to be available starting July 15th as well. Oh, is it I don't the passenger stuff? The well, I don't, I don't know the details other, other than just... Yeah. That I would assume some pass holder stuff. I don't know if free magnet thing. They already paid for the magnets. Why not just hand them out? Right. You know? Right. And give us four of them. Well, <laughs> I think one per household is reasonable. We have three cars. Yeah, three cars. We don't put them on our cars. No, because Jen and Frank made us afraid. <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> they made us afraid people would swipe the good ones from uh -huh. our cars. I know it happens, but it makes me sad. Um. Let's talk a little bit more about in-park. So I did mention there won't be parades, but here's the thing that's confusing me. In all of the parks, they're going to be doing like character processionals. So what's the difference in a character processional and a parade? The characters are six is it just, feet apart. Is it just maybe that they don't have like... So think about like the move it, shake it, mouse dance it parade or whatever it was. Like right. they've got this whole big production. They go into the middle of the hub and everybody comes down and interacts with them. So this will just be like Goofy's walking down the street, just waving at everybody. No music, no fanfare, no floats. It's just a parade. That can't be it. Uh, or not a parade. Sorry. No parades. Processional of characters. Now, one thing I did read is that in Animal Kingdom, they're going to be sailing around the waters of the yeah. Animal Kingdom. The characters will. We'll oh. be able to see them. Yeah. That sounds slightly dangerous. Um, you know, they used to do this, like, I think it was like Characters on Holiday or something in Epcot, where they were on this double-decker bus, and they would go around the World Showcase and stuff. Um, 
I wonder if they'll do something like that. I don't know. Hey, it, did you also see uh, that they were going to have, they put specifically that they were going to have characters within the queues of certain rides, like Jack Sparrow and Pirates of the Caribbean or Buzz Lightyear at the end of Spaceship or Space Mountain. Oh. Somewhere in the walkthrough. Okay. Uh, that'd be sweet. It would be. That would be cool. That's going to cause people to bunch up, though. They're going to stop. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear's Take just going to have to be like, keep moving, Space Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be interesting. Yeah. how It'll be very interesting to see how they decide they're going to do this without causing problems. Because um, I do... You know what's going to happen? They're going to have to... When they do these character processionals, they're going to have to probably either rope off or tape off areas where people can stand because otherwise people are going to try to run up to the characters to get pictures and then are they going to have like markers like here's a good place to stand to watch the processional but then i don't know how different that is from a parade i'm trying to find out what the difference is on google right now and it doesn't look like there's much other than it says a procession is a group of people walking together or something (laughs) right and a parade is a group of people Marching yeah, together with music, I think maybe that's going to be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Nick, did you hear anything more about things like expansion of mobile ordering or anything in terms of like people using their technology a little bit more in the parks? Yeah, so I was going to ask you guys about it since you were at Disney Springs and have been there uh, since everything opened. Disney specifically has some stuff that they put on their website that they want people to be using their mobile order or their My Disney Experience app a little bit more frequently. I think it, that was a big game changer for us being down there, having the ability to mobile order things. But also you can make dining reservations for table service areas on there. You can check in while you're on the My Disney Experience app. So you don't have to go up. They will even page you, give you a push notification when your table is ready. There was also one thing I thought was really interesting. They said on a good majority of uh, experiences in the park on table service, they're not going to have menus at all. You're going to have a big board that you can look at, or there's going to be a QR code at your table that you can scan from the app that will bring up the menu and you can order things there as well. And they also said for now uh, in 2020, they highly suggest you do cashless payments. But in 2021, we can talk about this as well. They're going to give you the availability to pay for your dining on the app. Ah, so. Wow. And those little magic bands are going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't mention that yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Did, Did they have any of that stuff at Disney Springs yet? Well, You've always had the option to make reservations on your phone for Disney Springs restaurants. Uh, I haven't seen, of course, I haven't seen the ability to, I mean, if you make, if you make an order, we did a mobile order from like Deluxe Burger and we were able to pay for it on the app, but we haven't like, we haven't seen anything like checking in for a restaurant or paying for a table service restaurant on the phone yet. No. But the um, menu is by menus are a available. QR code. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen that at some local restaurants anyway now where... Yeah, I think everywhere around here seems to be yeah. doing that. Which is good. I don't mind that. I think that's good. 
But uh, the menu QR code, I think, is is pretty important because there's a lot of touching with the menus. I guess they probably have paper options that they could throw away if there's people that maybe don't have the technology. But... Um, or don't know how to use it, my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or Frank. Uh, yeah, Frank. <laughs> so there's going to be options there. Now, I'm a huge technology person. And here's here's my wish list of items coming out the other side of this post-COVID world. I want more virtual queues. I want all the ability to do all reservations mobile ordering, paying, all that on the phone. I want to be able to do all that. I'd also love it if this Disney genie that we've been hearing about, is is it going to give us the ability to say like, hey, we know here's some things that are in your plans. It's pretty busy over here in this part of the park today. Why not go do this stuff, you know, and maybe direct traffic a little bit. Um, that would be great. I'm totally open to that. I'm all on board, 100%. And and let's talk now about the Magic Band thing, because we did hear, starting January 1st, 2021, guests will no longer be getting complimentary Magic Bands when they have a resort stay, starting January 1st, 2021. No more complimentary Magic Bands. Now, I went out on Twitter with my voice and said, does this mean, I didn't say it did, but does this mean that Disney is phasing out the Magic Band? Oh, I love my Magic Band. Yeah, I love the Magic yeah. Band, too. I feel like I have a whole all, collection going. Yeah, and with the how Disney phrased it on the site, it seems like you can still do that if you want, mm-hmm. but you'd have to pay for one. Yep. And they even said they, they were going to expand different colors as well as put different characters on them. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it's like if you bought one, you can kind of opt out for doing everything on your app, but you still can. Yeah. Last year, I guess it was, they started doing this thing where everybody still got a complimentary one if you had a resort stay, but you could upgrade to the customized one for like, I think they were like 14 bucks each or something. No, they're, it depend. Okay. It would depend, but most of the nicer ones were 20. 20 bucks each mm-hmm. for the customized yeah. ones. So you could do that. Um, I know some people are saying, well, Disney was kind of just testing the waters with that option to see how many people would opt to just upgrade. And maybe the adoption of like the upgraded Magic Band told them, oh, people are doing this anyway. They don't mind paying for them. So let's just get rid of the complimentary ones. Hmm. I think personally, what we're going to see is a ramp down. Because yes, Disney did say, for now, we're going to continue to be able to buy them. There will be more colors, more characters and things like that. But what I think is going to happen is everything you can do with a magic band, you're going to be able to do with your phone. And so what they're going to do is gradually just ramp. Oh, if you want to pay us and buy a magic band, sure. Otherwise, you can use your phone to do all this stuff. That's what I think is going to happen. It's crazy. Yeah. And and then eventually, maybe, who knows, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years. They're not going to be magic bands here anymore. And by the way, they don't use magic bands at Disneyland. You know, this yeah. is an Orlando thing. Yeah. But I like my magic yeah, bands. but they're fun. I like them too. I, I, hey, look, as I have said many, many times, sometimes I choose to participate in activities because I specifically enjoy the fashion accessories. Magic bands are one of those things I do enjoy adding to my, my look. Um, but I have often questioned, like, you know, phones have RFID in them. Now, the question people have had, like, it, and this is all speculation, if magic bands go away, 
well, my two-year-old, like Nick's two-year-old, does not have a smartphone yet. So how would you, you know, fix that situation? Because they can't, they don't have a smartphone that they could tap. And I, I said, I think it's going to be like a blend of like the universal situation where right now what we've seen with the virtual queues is you make a virtual queue reservation for your party and then the only one person has to scan their phone. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little combo of that. Yeah. Who knows? But they're using QR codes, not RFID. Yep, that's right. So, hey, I have a little more information on (laughs) processionals versus parade. Okay, Um, (laughs) I I decided because I really wanted to understand. (laughs) A processional is people getting together and moving forward, and it's often referred to in a religious context, like churches or funerals. Way to go, Disney! And then a parade is um, like a moving party. So. Um, These are going to be very somber encounters. <laughs> well, the way you describe it with Goofy just walking down the road waving at people with no music, it does sound a little sad. He should have his head down like walking like Charlie Brown. <laughs> na, 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 na. No, no music. Oh, no music. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm done. I won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I wanted to point out, though, while we're talking about technology and fast passes and all that, not only are fast passes temporarily quote unquote suspended but single rider lines are going to be gone too the only thing and and disney has not announced that they're going to be using virtual queues for anything so does that mean the only option is standby i guess so going back to the old school i mean come on we'll all be standing in a line for an hour and a half because the rides load slower Mm -hmm. the way that um universal's doing it it doesn't feel like the rides load load like super slow right now it's not too bad it's just lowered capacity because a lot of things are every other row right and so you're gonna have people waiting for a very long time that's money they could be spending on food drinks like stuff to take home souvenirs and they're just gonna be standing in a line right it's gonna lower guest experience it will but i i do kind of feel like disney is at this point, once people are in the parks and they're doing their thing, they're, they're going to try to adjust and make it a pleasant experience for everybody. But they also understand if they're, if they're shooting for something like 95% good guest experience, they're probably lowering that target to like 60 for the summer. Well, Cause they, everyone's going to be frustrated. They need virtual cues. Like yeah, they I agree. just need it. I will tell you that if you go to the, the Disney website and you click on like, um, reduced contact and modified use of technology and you go read more about that it does say come back soon for more updates about use of technology in the parks Hmm. so Hmm. i don't know maybe we're getting something i'm keeping my hopes alive bring me those virtual cues i need it for everything i don't want to wait for anything i don't need ever ever again i'm spoiled i openly admit it all right that's about all I think I had, I mean, I did want to tell you um, just about, we, we have lists of things specifically that are going to be available in the parks when they open. And it looks like it, aside from parades, character interactions, fireworks shows, it's going to be most things. Um, so I, but I do have a list of things that are going to be not included when the parks open up. So I just wanted to share that. Is Vessel of the Lion King going to be open? Real quick. Well, you, you can... Let me tell you. I hope so. Okay. 
So let's talk about Magic Kingdom. The only thing I see unavailable in Magic Kingdom is Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. That's too bad. That's a cute one. And I think you could separate people in there. Yeah, I think you could too. And if they're opening PhilharMagic, I think Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is easier to space people out than PhilharMagic. I think so too. And you have people who could yell at... Well, Country Bear Jamboree. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry, McKenna. You're right. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, the monsters could tell people, (laughs) keep your mask on. Yeah. You know, you could have them be uh, social distancing enforcement. Um, But yeah, interesting that that's the only thing. It might be a a rest area. Oh. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, it absolutely could be a rest area for people to maybe have, have a chance to sit down and take a breather. But then they should still have the monsters going. That'd be awesome. What if their rest areas are not just where you go and sit, but there's still interaction and Disney stuff? Because at Universal, you just go sit in this area, and that's it. I think, though, that would encourage people to stay. Yeah. So? No, not that's not what happened at the Not-So-Scary. People were sitting in there, and people were staying. People were staying a little bit more, but also at Not-So-Scary, there's other things people wanted to go do. I don't know. So... But, I mean, things like, there's a lot of theater shows when you think about it. Because you've got Country Bear, you've got Tiki Room, you've got Hall of Presidents. All that stuff's going to be open. I feel like Tiki Room would be one that I would have expected to close down. Because it is such a small space. Yeah. So, I am, I'm surprised. But, as far as this list, Enchanted Tiki Room's on there. And Carousel of Progress, too. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Back to what's not available. Let's go to Epcot. At Epcot, we will not be... Here's something I find very curious. The Beauty and the Beast sing-along, not available. That's okay. But Impressions de France is available. That's because they heard me say how terrible Beauty and the Beast sing-along is. Have you been to that, Nick? No, we missed it. We it's, missed that one. You didn't miss it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> but isn't that weird? Like, why... They're just not going to... Is it maybe to discourage people from bringing kids in there? I think it's maybe to discourage ever showing that again. Oh, okay. <laughs> just cancel. <laughs> just going to get rid of it. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Hollywood Studios. No Frozen sing-along. Yeah. Oh. What about the big one in uh, Epcot that they are going to... Or they're pausing the... Uh, refurbishment of spaceship earth oh, so that's gonna be there that's a great oh. point they have said that they're pausing spaceship earth refurbishment i've actually heard rumors it may be totally canceled good so uh, that they may not be changing spaceship earth at all but it's a, it's all a budgetary thing because they hadn't actually started it it's something they could save money on so why not yeah i mean i have no opinions one way <laughs> or the other <laughs> yeah sam doesn't care about that i i will write it but would I be sad if it were changed? Nah, I would. I love it. Yeah, I like Spaceship Earth. So, okay, Hollywood Studios. No Frozen sing-along. That's sad. No Indiana Jones stunt show. That's sad, too. And no Star Wars launch bay, which is where you would meet, like, now Vader. And, oh, okay. Um, and then no Voyage of the Little Mermaid, that show. That's okay. Hmm. I like that show. It's cute, but it's not like, I mean, I'm not going to be sad again. I kind of thought maybe the Beauty and the Beast live on stage would be a rest area at Disney, but apparently... Well, I guess it's still a rest area. Do you think that maybe they're not opening these things because there are actors in them? Um, 
That's because the Tiki Room doesn't have actors. Carousel Progress doesn't have actors. Beauty and the Beast sing along doesn't. It, but it doesn't. No, it's just a it's just I a didn't movie. Do it so. And Beauty and the Beast in uh, um, Hollywood Studios or uh, hashtag Always MGM um, has live actors yeah. in the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, show. but they're far away. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, let's go over to Animal Kingdom real quick because this this is interesting. Primeval World will not open. Uh, that's okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I know, that's a shot to Nick's heart right there. Might <laughs> uh, as well just close Animal Kingdom. <laughs> no Primeval World, no Up, A Great Bird Adventure. Those are the two oh. things. I think that Great Bird Adventure space is a good rest area, actually. Yeah, yeah. but can birds get corona? I don't know, but that's a uh, that's more of an up-close show. So, but it is they they've got fans in there. It's covered. It would be a good place to rest if if they have rest areas like Universal does. I hope they do. So, yeah, Primeval World is the only ride. That's really weird <laughs> that they wouldn't do that one, but I don't mind. I mean, so, I don't know, man. Who knows? They've been trying to shut that down for a while. It's been seasonal operation for a while. I'm surprised Muppets is going to be open, to be but honest. I'm Muppet Vision 3D. I'm, su- I'm surprised that the um, It's Tough to Be a Bug is going to be open. If Muppets closed, I feel like it'd be the last nail in the coffin. Yeah. Like, for this. I think it wouldn't come back. Yeah. I think if they shut it down for the, like, until next year, I think it wouldn't come back. Yeah, I agree. So I'm happy they're keeping it open. Yeah. Oh, speaking of not coming back, since we won't have nighttime spectaculars, maybe we're done with Epcot forever? That'd be good. Let's <laughs> hope. So, Nick's family yeah. is like, Dad! I know, we're, we're wrapping up now. So, <laughs> Hey, so, can I run through just a few things real quick that yes, jumped sir. out at me yes, as far as the closures go? Um, real quick, I'm sure it's not a surprise, Bippity Boppy Boutique, yeah. that's closed for a while. Yeah. The spas are closed for a while. No miniature golf, no barber shops. And the big thing that I was surprised to look at, the photo pass services, as far as Disney site goes, states photographers will cannot use and will not oh, use yeah. uh, phones or cameras from anybody yes. to take yeah. pictures. We've I mean, done that a lot, but they won't do that anymore. Yeah, they don't want to be touching your stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah, I get it. I wonder what security is going to look like, too. Talking about touching other people's stuff because um, security tends to pull everything out of bags. I mean, they've always had gloves, though. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of touching. Mm-hmm. They'll have to change gloves. They'd have to change each gloves one, a lot. Which yeah, is a huge waste. Well, how's Universal doing it? You're just that, putting you it put in it on a conveyor belt. Belt. Yeah. Yeah. They have an X-ray machine. So, all right. Let's let Nick get back to Father's Day. <laughs> Nick, let's talk about where people can contact you if they have questions or they want to start planning a vacation and they need some help with that. Where can people find you? Uh, best place to do it. I'm on Twitter more consistently. So check me out at TTA underscore team underscore lead. Uh, send me a direct message, anything from there. I've got links to everything from that. So uh, check me out there. That's where I'm most active and follow along. Awesome. Yeah, go do it. Nick is awesome. Yes. As always, he charges you nothing for his services. He just wants to help you have the most magical vacation you can possibly have. Disney takes care of Nick. You don't take care of Nick. Nick takes care of you. And then, where can we find us? We're at Morning Monorail on Twitter. 
or Monday Morning Monorail everywhere else. The YouTube is Monday Morning Monorail, and our Facebook group is Monday Morning Monorail Family. Join us there and interact with us throughout the week. Watch that YouTube for upcoming videos. We got another Universal one coming out this week. Yep. I watched it last night. It's pretty fun. But until we talk to you guys next time, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Have a magical week. Bye-bye. Also follow Garrett. Oh, yeah. Garrett Skelligummy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.